Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb. The gentleman sitting next to me is Doug, and we are just having a debate over what Navy Batman would be like. Really, I was going to go Ur my God for my intro, but Ur-my-gird. all right. Ermagerd. it's Nurpurs, just the clerp. Um, Ermagerd, clerp? Clerp. Ermagerd, it's the clerp. Oh, that sounds like the worst STD testing ever. Oh my God, you've got the clerp. Oh my God. I don't know if I would be, I would almost be okay if the doctor talked like that. I'd be like, that's adorable. Well, actually, finding out you have the clap probably isn't the worst thing in the world, considering that it's treatable and curable. It's not like, oh my God, you've got the herp. Oh, is that going to be our sister podcast? Oh God, I hope not. It'll be like shit that you want to go away, but never goes away. Like or Miley Cyrus or Britney Spears. shingles. Um, gross, Doug. God. Yeah, what's your outside voice? I was. But we are. We were arguing over Navy Batman, and in my head, Navy Batman is like the Cracker Jacks kid wearing a cowl. So yeah. You only see one ear, and the hat's on the other. Well, side. he has like the mili- like the what are they called? Like the not military dress, but like full uniform. You know, the full naval uniform. Yeah. I was gonna say with the bell bottoms and the little like almost collared. Oh, you're going bottom. old school sailor. Yeah, like I said, like the Cracker Jack kid. The Cracker Jack kid would be his Robin. Oh. Oh, this is writing itself. We're gonna have to go back and write Navy Batman, aren't we? Navy Batman. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna have to meet up with Captain America at some point since he's off fighting World War Two as well. That was actually, you just made me think of a really cool... Uh, All right, but there better be a plot line where Navy Batman fights gremlins, just like Bugs Bunny. Could they be, like, gremlins gremlins? Oh, see, why not? Bash up. No, it wouldn't be Navy, it'd have to be Air Force, because they'd be on the, on the wing. Must be really hard being a Navy plane. How do you get the boats to fly? Is that something? No, 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 it's just one of those it things when you, when you hear about people saying, you know, naval pilots... It must be hard being a pilot in the Navy. How do you get the boats to fly? I just imagine. And then you smack yourself in the face because, I mean, everybody knows. No, they, just fucking... all, they all fly the planes from Tailspin. Like I said, because everybody knows what an aircraft carrier looks like. And actually, everybody pretty much has basic knowledge of um, what aircraft carrier, like, procedure for landing is. Because if you, you know this, when you're trying to land a plane on an aircraft carrier, you actually speed up. So if you miss your landing, you're able to kind of swoop Take out of it. Off. Like I yeah. said, you have the hook down, and it's supposed to grab the cable. I know, I've seen Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. Now I want to play volleyball. Oh, well. What? No, I'm just thinking that aircraft carrier is a really on-the-nose description of it. Oh. It is a literal aircraft carrier. I mean, it has some defensive properties, but for the most part, yeah, it's just a fucking aircraft carrier. Although I have to say... It's a plane boat. I told you I went and, saw, went and saw Thor 2 again because there was nothing else playing that I really wanted to see. I went out to the movies with a friend. I'm excited to see the new Captain America with their, you know, flying fortress and all the shit that goes The helicarrier? Fine. Helicarrier. Despite the fact that I don't believe it had... Did it have helicopter blades? Yeah, it did because uh, Hawkeye disarmed one of them. Yeah. Or three of them. Or whatever. With the Loki pokey stick. Do you not remember the whole plot point when uh, Robert Downey Jr. is starting the engine again and it's going to say... and They need the magnetic Chris, repulsor to... Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I've like memorized said, Avengers, yeah. New Captain America actually looks pretty good. Dude, the fucking scene and where the Winter Soldier catches the shield and you're like, shit just got real! And considering how much I hated the first Captain America... I didn't hate it, I just didn't... 
No, I, I hated it. It was one of those, I need to sit through this so I can get to the good stuff. No, like, when I... The last girlfriend I had... There, uh, were, there were a few parts of it that were shining examples of awesome. Like, you know, him doing his traveling road show. His USO stuff was hilarious. Him in the All the kids going, Hitler's behind you! Like I said, but for the most part... And I, I realize it's really it hard just, to make the Red Skull an actual, you know... Evil he could have been so good. It was Hugo weaving for fuck's sake. As the Red Skull, like I was really excited. I was disappointed at the execution. Yeah, he wasn't menacing enough. Like he, they really could have gone darker with him, and it would have still been okay. Once again, I think we've talked about this, where I just didn't like the. There are good examples of juxtaposition. Uh, juxtaposition. 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 Yeah. Ermager and juxtaposition. Um, no, that that's not how they would say it. A juxtapose. Juxtaposition. 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 Damn it, we really are just gonna turn into the nerdist, aren't we? Yes, except there's one there's one character we we always talked about at the very beginning that never has made an appearance. What's that? Till now. What? Cake bane? Cake bane. Can I do oh no what? Was it Cake? Was it the Cake Boss voice doing Bane? Or was it Bane doing... It was Bane doing Cake Boss quotes. From uh, Doug Loves Movies. No, it was... It's about cake bugs. No, Burrowing into his brain. It was, um... No, it was... No, it was... No, it was, it was Cake Boss doing Bane quotes. Was it Cake... You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because doing... I can't see... Because it's like... Because otherwise it would be like... Let the oh, games I begin. I, I used a nice fondant for that, Cake Boss. Okay, cake I boss. called you the other day because I was listening to Doug Love's movies and he said, Let the games begin. Let the games begin. I had to call you. Um, but yes, it started out with Cake Bane. Oh, Cake Bane. Oh! <laughs> I can't even do that without laughing. It's like, oh, Theatrics of Deception. Our initiates game. I can't even do I can't even do Cake Boss anymore. God, I haven't I haven't done Cake Boss voice in a while. It's been like a year, Doug. It's been yeah. I don't even remember how we came up with Cake Bane originally. I think it was just us having a phone conversation and giggling like idiots. Well, I think it was a combination we of yeah, like I was Doug, we were listening I wasn't to Doug Love's movies because it's yeah the the Tompkins doing Cake Boss. Cake Boss. Cake Boss. Um, and then uh, I think I just started like doing yeah the Cake. And then I, I think what was it? Uh, Dark Knight Rises. I think it came out on maybe DVD at that point. I think it came out on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like one of those like, oh, you were born in the, uh, you know. More. I was born in the darkness. You merely adopted it. Cake bane. Cake bane. And then I started doing like that's, that's what it was. It was you and me saying cake bane, cake bane back to each other. Yeah. That's what sparked it. Yep. That was shortly the oddly after. the odd genesis of this whole podcast can be. No, really, just nutshelled into no, no, the David other, Bowie. I was gonna say it was David Bowie and Zoolander half tossed because our non-turn wouldn't. Watch and then me anything. getting mad at you because we were talking about David Firewalk Bowie cameos and you didn't say Firewalk with me. I still haven't watched it. Ever? No. That's so good. Oh, get around. I mean, it's really confusing. I'm sorry, Doug. In all of my free time, I still haven't gotten around to it. I also really need to rewatch Angel Heart, so I guess we'll get fucking back there. Was that? That's no Angel Heart's not. What am I thinking? With uh, Nicolas Cage. Eh. That's Crazy Heart. I'm like, I don't know, the really terrible Wicker Man, Oh God, the Bees. Oh God, the Bees. That's better than Season of the Witch. Um, Is that a real thing? 
Yeah, it was, uh, uh, he played a witch hunter. Like Hansel and Gretel? Probably just as good. God, oh, you have the sugar sickness. Just, Fuck you. You were okay with the sugar sickness. I was anti-sugar sickness. I am... You rethought that, didn't you? I did, and just the, the name of the troll Edward pissed me Edward. off. Um, Ermagerd, it's a troll. Troll? <laughs> troll. God, we really are just turning into the Nerdist with shittier guests. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh since I want to do a big guest reappearance kick. Um. I'd be happy to have all of our guests back on again. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> you know what our criteria for being a guest is? Are you free on a Sunday morning? Are you allergic to cats? Hope you don't mind secondhand smoke. Well, they can suck it on the secondhand smoke. <laughs> I'm gonna give them secondhand cancer. So, I'm actually getting to the whiteboard. Yeah. That was almost effectively a cold open. Um, I've been watching The Tick and The Tick, live action and the cartoon. Yep. So I kind of wanted to do a little Tick versus The Tick. Um, you and I have had a conversation Now, hold on. When you say that, are you... No, I'm talking about the live action versus the cartoon, not the but cartoon you're... Tick and Tick. No, but I... You've effectively ruined tick. the word Tick. Um... Are you talking about like a a compare contrast or? Compare contrast. Okay. So both of them have their awesome qualities and both of them kind of really encapsulate just the weirdness of the comic. But in different ways. Not in a bad way. Um, And you and I have had the conversation previous on the podcast about the rights problems with some of the characters between the cartoon and the live action. Fox Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Between the the Batman well and uh, American made and... uh, Oh no, Batman Well and Captain Liberty and Der Flayer Mouse and American Maid. To correct myself, it is not the American Maid, it's American Maid, which is way more awesome. No, everything's made awesomer with the... No, because if you say the American Maid, you're turning into a maid, somebody who cleans your shit up. If you say American Maid, it's something made in America, which is way more badass than somebody who cleans your shit up. So, like I said, American Maid, despite the fact that she does wear the vaguely Maid-themed outfit, but American Maid is way more badass than the American Maid. Yeah. See, thank you. Point for Deborah. Because when I think think Deb, I think wordplay. What else would you think? Phrasing. Still ginger? I don't know. I've kind of outgrown the ginger. No one outgrows the ginger. Oh no, I'm never gonna get rid of these freckles. That's okay. Nah, they're rubbish. But yes, so we need to keep going on when we start singing the song. Deflator Mouse versus Batman Well. I really like Batman Well so much better. See, and I like Deflator Mouse. Why? Um one, I think he was true to his comic book incarnation, and um I just think you got to explore the character more in the cartoon where you have um, him falling in love with the was it the furniture controlling woman, and she's trying to start the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> that is one thing that I will give the cartoon is they were not afraid to go completely weird and out. Well, of the they way. they went closer to the comic, Absolutely and because it was animated, you didn't have sorry, I didn't step on you on this one, but because it was animated, you didn't necessarily have to worry about like budgetary concerns like special effects. And I was going to say explosions, but those are special effects. So just special effects. Um, well, yeah, because you can have a character named Cheerface Chippendale and not have it be a big thing. There is one character 
that is kind of a crossover between the two that I love that they carry the same the, idea. The Black Terror. Or Hooded Terror? The Hooded Terror. Yeah. I love the fact... And he's ancient. Like, that's like the fact. Like I said, that, that he's been a terror for eternity, and he's just old as fuck. And, and that's the know. gag. That's the gag, is that he's extremely, extremely old. And the first time I ever heard the phrase 23 skidoo would be on the animated... Um, Does that have an... Or- we need to look up the origin of that now, don't we? 23 Skidoo? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it exactly means, but I know that like when he puts together the the, the bad guy team, he's like, 23 Skidoo! I'm totally like, going to try and look that up now, and it's okay. not up, which is funny, because it's 1223 right now. Why is that funny? 23 Skidoo. Oh, okay, I was like, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, how... Oh my god, if I just type in 23 is 23 Skidoo, Wikipedia is that? Sorry, am I not? The first, just me. first hit? Yeah. Um, that is hilarious. I I prefer the, once again I I prefer the, in in general I prefer the uh, cartoon because it was closer to the comic. Well, um, I mean, you love Patrick Warburton as the tech. I do, and I uh, the the live action ha- definitely has its merits. Like I said, it's I mean I have a hard time looking at Captain Liberty just because of her fake boob piece. Yep. And it's just one of those things where you look at her and she's obviously in great shape. Why didn't they just redesign the costume and make her wear a push push bra? Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Just pull a fucking, what was it, um, with Jessica Alba bitching about, um, uh, Fantastic Four that, um, you know, all the guys had these, like, suits that were, like, sculpted muscle-esque, and then all she had was a push-up bra. Pretty much, yeah. Like I said, I just, I don't know why they wouldn't just redesign the costume and make her wear a push-up bra, because there's, that fake boob panel was, like, almost Wrath of Khan chest piece bad. That wasn't a chest piece. No, it wasn't. It's been on several podcasts, which I now take as reality. Um, but no, they, they... Okay, Doug, I have to show you this. Postcard from 1905. You're going to have to put this up. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Is that a black cock? No, it's a rocket, but will you read the caption? No, I'm very well. It says, well, I'll be blowed. Postcard, 1905. Oh, and her skirt's blowing up, and he's wearing a... He's got a woman, womanish figure on that. He's got an hourglass figure. And don't tell me that does not look like a big black cock. It's from 1905. The Flatirons building on the ground is going to say background showed on 23rd Street and location. Send it to me, and I'll... Thank you for that. Here, hold on. Apparently, it's supposed to be the Triangle Building in New York, the Flatiron Building. Yeah, it did not it, work. No, it, it does actually kind of look pretty phallic. Anyways. To quote Tyler Durden, it looks like a big fat cack. Sheesh. Sheesh? Sheesh. Are we just now talking like we're in the 20s? Oh, well. Wow, this, You're this like, why blanket on the fire parade? I'm going to color rugged. Like I got feet made of scissors. This is not a good origin story. No? Uh-uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to read this later. Watch out, Mr. Hitler. Looks like you could use a shave. In the face. With a punch. We're just gonna have to move on. Doug, who vomit? We're moving on like a, I got nothing. Um. <laughs> moving, on like a, we're moving on like a wet blanket at a fire parade. I already just said that. Aw, oh, damn it. What are you, some kind of parrot machine? Um. That's quite enough of that. Hello, Mr. Bards. Hello, Mr. Noble. Did you like the text I, I sent did. you from... I did. 
Sorry. That Sorry. was that was in the. Um, you sounded really annoyed when I called you last weekend, so I just like didn't talk to you for four days on purpose. What day did you call me? Sunday. Last Sunday. And you were like, I gotta go. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. There was something going on. Oh, yeah. I feel like I was probably... But, you know, I feel like I was as probably, per usual, I took it personally. I said I was probably mid-game at work, honestly. Um, it's one of those things where the people in my life don't seem to understand that I will answer my phone irregardless. So when I answer and I'm busy, they get all fucking butthurt. Because I will always answer my phone. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess I would say I was butthurt. Um... But, uh, yeah, no, so I just didn't talk to you for four days. Well, there wasn't um, really a lot to talk about anyway. No, it was really it wasn't, other than the update that iTunes takes a com- commercial break. It takes a, well, it takes a commercial break, I guess, a Christmas break. I don't think you can see it from your angle, but from my angle, my cat is kind of curled up with his head, like, inside the milk crate I keep my records in. Yep. But not in it. Well, like, just, like, underneath From my point of view, it looks like his ass has an ear. He knows we're talking about him. Fuck your cat. Be nice to Trogdor. Doctor Who. And kick him. Um, I obviously have been on... Uh, uh, yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Um, as we know that I'm, I'm prone to Who vomit no matter what show I'm on. Um, Doctor Who. Doctor yeah. Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who, Doctor Who. You know that song is called Doctor Who and the TARDIS? The, the one that's like Rock and Roll Part 2? But it's, it's... Rock and Roll Part Who? Yeah, it's called Doctor Who and the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Who and the TARDIS, Doctor Who. That was, I think, the saddest, whitest thing I think I've ever seen. Oh, she just did like a one-person wave and then, yeah. You've never done the one-person wave? Not even in the slightest, and you're talking to a guy who almost web shot your wall just to get up out of a chair. Um, Phrasing. Nice. That is the second time I've gotten you fucking... That was a good one. Um, straight in my yes sights. So, Doctor Who, let's try to keep on track today. Ooh, yeah. Um, so let's start chronologically. I watched the 1996 Doctor Who movie. Okay. Um, with uh, Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor. Um... You can tell that it's co-produced by Universal and BBC, because it is fucking American. It's not good, is it? It's not terrible. Um, he, you said it was Luke Perry bad. Well, let's... Uh, let, okay. It, yeah, the Luke Perry, Inspector Time. Okay, well, let me, let me say these two things, and this will give you a shape of what I'm talking about. Eric Roberts is the master... Let that sink in. It's a bitch getting people to like you. That was, what's his name, Sims, and he was awesome. Sorry, that's, but when, you Eric, say the, when you say the master, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is the, the Scissor Sisters, Scissor Sisters, Sisters I can't yeah. decide. We're not getting it stuck in my head. I get it stuck in my head once a week doing damn, so. Um, but uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric Roberts is the master. Um... And a motorcycle chase. Like The Great Escape. More like a Blade movie. Like Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> the the doctor hot wires a, a police motorcycle. Oh, no, they steal the keys. Um, after the doctor threatens to shoot himself. It's fucking weird. 
Okay, and here's so here's here's the American here's the American part of it. Because you remember how like on Community Pierce has all of the the like um, the notes. Yeah. The notes. Um, The doctor at one point is like trying to tell the his what could be companion, uh, who's a heart surgeon who killed the seventh doctor. Okay. That's how he regenerates. Is there he's uh, he gets caught in a gangland a crossfire. Yeah. And um, he only gets shot in the shoulder, but for whatever reason they have to like put a micro like camera into his body to like for exploratory surgery. Like I, it, oh, because um, they think that it's a fuck up that he's uh, f- uh, fibula- uh, f- fibulating, fib- fibulating, no. fibulating. Yes, um, because of the two hearts. So they go in for exploratory surgery. That you, makes you, sense. You can't say two hearts without doing party monsters. You're singing it in your head, aren't you? Nope, I don't even. I I know it's Stacy Q. I I can't even think of the song. Two hearts. Oh fuck you. Um. So, yeah, his companion it kills his previous incarnation, which is weird. Um, but he, at one point, and this is how American it is, um, he's like, well, I have to tell you a secret. Obviously, he's going to say he's an alien or whatever it is. And um, she kind of ruins it and, like, introduces him to this other person. And she's like, oh, he's about to tell me a secret. And he goes, oh, what's the secret? And he goes, uh, I'm half human on my mother's side. And they go, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that's right. They were going to make him half-human. I'm glad they didn't. Um, there was a actual part of the plot that says part of the TARDIS um, reacts to, um, like, human... Uh, the human cornea for some strange reason. Um, and, like, that's why it reacts to a human cornea is because the Doctor is now half-human. I'm really glad that they didn't make that part of the No, and Paul McGann was great as the Doctor... But he was the only Brit. I think he was the only British person in that movie. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of noise happening over there. Almost said something awkward. Like I said, it was like this cacophony leading up to vomit. No, no, no. Uh, there's a quote from a comic I always think of when someone says something like that. But anyway. What a cacophony that leads to vomit. Yeah, it's uh, from. Once again, I go back to Exiles on this. It just proves that Judd Winnick is a great writer. Um, that uh. This character, Morph, uh, is talking about uh, superheroes drinking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, this one X-Men can, like, you know, you wouldn't think of it. He can put him back and keep him back. Like, when that cowboy steps out of the batter's box, maybe I'm mixing metaphors there. Or it's like, it says something about if, if cowboys play baseball. And whenever someone goes, you're going to puke? I go, no, I can put him back and keep him back. Like a cowboy playing baseball. Hmm. Um, well, to move on... Would you like to talk about Die Hard, or do you want to hear the actual explanation? Oh, I'm not done on Who, because we haven't done Time with the Doctor. God damn it, Doug. Matt Smith is gone! Rip 11th Doctor. It's sad. He didn't... He went out more poetic than uh, David Tennant. Uh, uh, the 11th Doctor Smith. The beloved David Tennant. The one well, beloved Matt Smith. Um, but Smith kind of, Moffat kind of had him, like, eulogize himself. Um, and I think that's a difference coming from Moffat versus Davies. You know? I mean, I, I think the I don't want to go line was very metaphorical with Davies and Tennant leaving a great show. You know what I mean? Like, it was time for them to move on, but they didn't, you know, it's, it's near and dear to their heart. So the, that last line was ju- just as much for uh, the fans and the Doctor as it was for um, Davies and, and Tennant. Yeah. Um, 
The Doctor's got a new set of regenerations. Um, you knew it was going to happen eventually. You knew they were going to break their way out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of a cop-out kind of way, but... But they did wrap up the, the crack in time. They wrapped up um, the silence. They wrapped up Trenzalore. I mean, it really was one of those, like, new Doctor, let's wrap up everything, send them on our way. Um, I'm interested to see how Capaldi's Doctor works with Clara. That ought to be a, an interesting dynamic. I'm, I mentioned the seasons. Clara never really... I never really caught quite on to Clara as much as I did the Pawns. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, which pawns. I should have said at the beginning of this. The Doctor has a vision as he's about to regenerate of both Amelia mm-hmm. and Amy Pond. Karen oh. Gillian makes a cameo and, you know, he's like, hello, Amy. And she's like, hello, raggedy man, raggedy doctor. And you're like, oh, God. I got, I got weepy not only watching it, but I got weepy talking about it on damn. Um, and, uh, and he's got this great line where he says, you know, he sees Amelia, the, 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 the little girl. Yeah. And Clara's like, what, what do you, you know, what's going on? And he's like, oh, it's Amelia Pond. It's the first face this face saw. Just that line is, like, just reached into my heart and crushed it in a in a in an emotional good way. Like it was just like, fuck, that is the best way to say it. Like and like what Amy means to him. Yeah. And like that she's the one sending him off, um, as he regenerates to become um, the the uh, technically thirteenth Doctor because we're including John Hurt now as, of as um, eight point five. So no, John Hurt. Oh, he was really good. And, uh, He's and, good in everything. Come on. But just that when Talk he goes... Talk a man that is an incredible actor that has... His ego is they, very little in play when it comes to his roles. Well... Like, all of his roles are very nuanced, but he doesn't let ego get in the way of his characters. Well, and they were talking... They had a farewell to Matt Smith special right before Time of the Doctor, and they had uh, Tennant and Smith sitting next to each other, and they were talking about, like, well, what was it like working with John Hurt? And, um... And they talk about how, like, he would, like, almost imperceptibly just raise an eyebrow, and, like, that said everything. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like I said, his, his performances are so nuanced. Even in, even, in, even in stuff like Hellboy. I mean, he was good as Professor Broom. Um, so that's kind of the long and short of more you short. Who vomiting? Yeah, at least on air. I think we all know I'll, I'll keep doing it. Um, and because I knew this was going to kind of be a Who-heavy episode, uh, and I told you this earlier, this why that um, next week, as opposed to this week, my uh, Hogwarts wand will make an appearance. I didn't want to bring it today and kind of have this weird, like, well, why do I have a wand if I'm talking about Doctor Who? And I didn't want to bring the Sonic Screwdriver. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, at some point you're going to end up in my apartment with a wand, a fez, and a, I was going to say, limited edition Jameson tin. Well, I'm taking that home today, but yeah, I'll have... That, uh, that's your life now, Doug. That's your life now. I'm a 33-year-old person. I'm a 33-year-old man with a Hogwarts wand. I'm very well of my place in this world. Phrasing. How was that phrasing? Wand. You said wand before and I didn't call you out on it. Phrasing. It's not even phrasing. Phrasing. I meant to do that. Okay. Is that what you were gunning for? Is the comeback on that? No, no. I just like saying phrasing. Okay. The word wand is a funny word. It's a magical stick penis. So, here's the question. I actually did find a decent meaning for, well, decent uh, explanation of the phrase 23 skidoo. The entomology of it. Yeah. Would you like to hear it? Please. Has to do with flat irons building. 
as we've talked about, the Flatirons building is kind of that triangle-shaped building that's in New York. Everybody's mm-hmm. seen pictures of it. Perhaps the most widely known story of the origin of the expression concerns the area around the triangular-shaped Flatirons building at Madison Square in New York City. The building is located on 23rd Street at the intersection of 5th and Broadway. Okay. I.e. the 23. I'm going to sneeze. Crap. <laughs> You're uh, going to sneeze crap? Exactly. Because of the shape of the building, the wind swirls around it. During the early 1900s, groups of men would allegedly gather to watch women walking by, uh, walking by, having their skirts blown up, revealing their legs, which were seldom seen publicly at the time. Hence the I'll be blown postcard that we right. were both looking at. Local constables... When sometimes telling such people, uh, such groups of men to leave the area uh, would be said to having, I was going to say, were to be said having sane, giving them the old 23 skidoo. Oh, like skidoo, like... Like skedaddle, get out of yeah. here. Yeah. So that actually makes much more sense now. Telling them to get off the corner of 23rd Street where they're going to see illicit they... ankles. Mmm, ankles. Them, like I said, ooh, ankles. Now unbutton the top button of your glove. Like I said, oh, you're one a, of those guys. I said giving them the old 23 skidoo. Well, now I'm glad... So it's not... Okay, so it's not like an exclamation of, like, victory. It's... No, it's, it's that... It's like a fuck Move off. on, you perverts. See, now I was going to say... So this is why I like having fucking smartphones. That's also why I know what safe as houses means. Or uh, getting along like a house on fire. You didn't think that was a real phrase? Nope. And now I say it all the time. Very not all the time. Not that. Die Hard. Do it. Oh. No, you had a, a correction on Die Hard. Uh, yeah, we'll to... get to the corrections, because that's about Die Hard, the, the film franchise in, in, yeah, we'll in general. We'll do that later on yeah. the internet. Um, but uh, as we've talked about, um, and fuck you, Al Roker, for making it mainstream, but um, <laughs> Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. We talked about this last week. Uh, I watch it every Christmas Eve. Uh, this year I was with my mom, and... Um, I had it on my computer, and I was going to watch it, and she goes, oh, no, it's on demand, we'll watch we'll watch it. Uh, it was very interesting watching that movie with my mom for a few reasons. One, I've seen it a lot. Like, not only do I just like the movie, but I watch it every year. Um, so there were things that I would talk about to her that she was like, oh, I, would, I didn't catch that. I'm like, well, no, because you have to watch it like five times to catch it. Like what? Um, the biggest one was at the end when Hans Gruber is um, hanging on. Um, uh, the fuck is his wife's name in that? Um, I know her last name is Gennaro. Uh, Holly. Um, he's hanging onto her arm when he's about to fall out the window and he pulls the gun on McLean. It's not Bonnie Bedelia? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but he's about to you know, pull the gun yeah. on uh, McLean and. She undoes the watch, which gets brought up at the very beginning by um, Ellis, the cokehead, mm-hmm. who is by far one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, Sign of the times. Oh, I was talking to my mom about that, where I was like, look, he's, had, like, he's smoking in an airport. He has a gun on a plane. That guy's doing coke all the time. Like, That's I was like, it. fucking 80s. Yeah. Like, um, the limo has a newfangled CD player. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the 80s. Um... But, uh, so she lets go, you know, she undoes the watch, and I was like, see, she's undoing the watch, effectively giving up the life that she kind of, um... Built for herself. Built for herself, and moved away from uh, John McClane. And it's like her going, oh, you know, we are in love, and, you know, we can make this work, whatever, and undoing that watch. But Ellis brings it up at the very beginning, um, and says, like, you know, show him the watch, show him the watch. It's a Rolex, like, you know what I mean, like... It's a status he's, it's, it's a, it's, Yeah, he's putting his dick out on the table is what he's doing. Um, 
right after uh, McLean calls him out for doing coke. Um, so he had to regain some kind of ground um, before being shot in the head. Um, which my mom was very shocked by how many people get shot in the head in that movie. And I'm like, Really? Two? No. I think some bad guys get shot. But it was funny because every time, like, I was like, Ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. I'm like, season, ho, ho, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, that was my go-to. <laughs> I was like, proving it was a Christmas movie. Um, it be far too awkward for me or, to watch or that, it, that violent with my mother. Well, I mean, it's almost a 30-year-old movie. It's like... Yeah, but still, I mean... Um, yeah, she was kind of shocked by the violence. She hadn't... You know, she goes, oh, I haven't seen it in literally probably decades. Um, and she had kind of the mom thing where she's like, Who's that? Now, what's going on? Like, I have a friend like that, and it's impossible to walk it, watch anything with her because she just can't seem to follow the plot line. And I'm like, well, Die Hard's pretty straightforward. No, like but... I said, it's just with anything with her. I'm like, it's not that complicated. It's like we're watching Sons of Anarchy, and she's always asking a bunch of questions. I'm like, that show is pretty straightforward. Just fucking watch it. Like I said, it's not a lot of hidden meaning in things. I mean, it, it's it's a little bit, but the plot it's is not just that right subtle, there. right? Well, and the and whole she's like, who's that? Why are they doing that? What did that person see that they need to silence them? Ugh. It, and I'm not knocking my mom by any means, but it was one of those, like, before they even break into the vault, she goes, so what are they stealing in this movie? I'm like, well, they'll fucking say it in 15 minutes, so just watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not angry, but like, just watch it. They'll say that they're bearer bonds. Excuse me. And, um. You sure you're not going to spew? I'm sure. Okay. I might go in for a third helping in a second, but, uh... Of spew? Yes. If you're going to spew, spew, spew into this. this. Which actually is an interesting segue to another topic. Spew. Uh, I told you I'd been rewatching Bones, and I finally got to season four. Season four has my two favorite episodes of Bones of all time. One, which is called Mayhem on a Cross, which is all about a death metal band named Spew. Okay, I was like... You're like, how's she going to tie this Yeah, together? I'm like, I'm waiting for the payoff. Yeah, no, it's all about... Like I said, the death metal band in question is called Spew. And like I said, I find it interesting that one... I think it's, what, season nine now on Bones? I know they just got married, I don't... And like I said, it's season nine on Bones that they're two favorite, the two favorite episodes that they've ever done. And I've been a fan of the show for a long time. I know it's completely unrealistic. But a lot of the stuff that they do for one thing... Colored socks. I picked the one thing that would be the most realistic and then scoffed at it because you said it's unrealistic. Anyways. Jokes are better when you explain them. Like I said, like I said, I, <laughs> I, I do like the forensic anthropology in it, and I do find it to be an entertaining show. But like I said, my two favorite episodes in that entire series, all nine seasons of it, happen within one episode of each other in season four. Okay. Which is Mayhem on a Cross, where they have a death metal musician that got shot and then dug up and made into a stage prop. And then... Very up. death metal, yeah. Yeah, well, the black gets, metal, yeah. Like I said, he gets stolen by a Swedish band called Skolé and taken back to Sweden. Of course he would. Exactly. That guy over there, he looks like Booberry. Anyways. The ghost? No, no, no. Metalocalypse. When they go back there with um, Toki, and he's like, "Where are all the death metal guys?" He's like, "There's one over there." He's like, "It's a little kid. He looks like Booberry." <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm leaping all around the place. But no, and then two episodes later in Bones in season four, they do an episode called The Girl in a Mask, which is about, um, I was going to say, a young Asian girl, and I was going to say in D.C., getting beheaded and her head being put on a pike with an anime mask on it to terrify her roommate, who was working as a call girl. 
But like I said... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. So her head gets chopped off... Mm-hmm. And they put it on a... a pike. Bam- a bamboo pike with a little anime mask on it to terrify her roommate who was working as a high-class escort. Oh, they like, they kill her to scare... Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, those are my two favorite episodes in What the- anime character? Uh, it was just a general mask. Oh, okay. They didn't do anything specific. Like I said, those are my two favorite episodes in the entire series, and I've watched the entire Can series. Can I make a cowboy behead? No, that doesn't Bebop. work. I was going to say behead joke, because it's... No. No. Didn't come together there, Doug. Mm, no. Should have rethought that one. I think I pulled a muscle reaching for that premise. But like I said, I like the death metal episode, one, because <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, and two, they have sweets all makeuped up at one point, which is always... Corpse funny. paint. I believe that's what that's called. Like I said, which is always hilarious. Anytime you get a character out of the kind of Jeffersonian and into some place, they're not particularly comfortable. So do they travel around the world then? No. The beginning of the episode is basically Bones' counterpart in another country looking at the bones and determining that they're real and judging from the orthodontistry that it's American and they send it back to the Jeffersonian. Okay. Like I said, and I think the main reason why I like... The other episode in season four so much, the one with the, the Asian girl getting killed, is because they bring in a specialist from Japan that's so androgynous they can't figure out if it's male or female. And in the end, they figure out that he's male. But it's the whole, you know, discussion. Like and, yeah, yeah. in the end, they figure it out because Angela goes and, like, does the extra long hug goodbye. And she's like, it moved. He's male. <laughs> and I'm like, score! But yeah, like I said, favorite episodes... Same season within two episodes of each other. So I should really look up which writers were working on those and see what else they're doing now. I don't think I can name a writer on Bones. I have no idea. It's, it's, I, I, it, it's a procedural. I mean, come on. Boreanaz's wi- uh, is, wife is on that show, isn't he? I'm isn't not she? 100% sure. Okay. You don't need to look it up. I I'm sure the internet will correct I wasn't this. looking it up. I was reading a message. Um, I know his wife is an actress as well. Like I said, I was reading a message from her non-turn. Anything about a McDonald's sandwich? No, he's at work being forward. Oh. And when I say work, I mean my work. <laughs> That's where No, he didn't bring me my breakfast sandwich and I'm annoyed. Meh, 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 meh. Oh, totally saw the Angry Penguins on, um, uh, uh. Adventure Time? Yeah. Oh, Gunter. Um, we've been watching, I've had the TV on Cartoon Network the last couple of days. At work. Yeah, which is great because I just ran to look up and I'm like, I get sucked into watching Adventure Time. For the regular show. Uh, they don't show regular show, like, during the hours that I'm at work. That's like, weird. It's, yeah, it tends to be later on. I love the regular show. Um, but I'm, I'm really getting to Adventure Time. Because um, it's awesome? Yeah, it is. And the Lurch actually looks pretty fucking scary. I don't know what the Lurch is. It's season two. They have a, a random baddie that is a plot point near the end of the season called the Lurch. And it's actually pretty scary looking. I just saw the one where um, they have an assa- a tiny cat assassin sent out for to take out. Oh, I love prison. the tiny cat assassin, and he's so cute. Meemaw. Doesn't he get inside? He gets. Uh, inside he gets Jake? inside Jake yeah. and forces Jake to kill Princess Wildberry. This all sounds like I'm having an episode, by the way. Um, no, no, it's Adventure Time. But uh, yeah, he's so tiny and adorable. And he too. hides in his nose, and like Jake's trying to tell Finn, and he just doesn't get it, and then. Like, they jump, he jumps over the cliff, and all the berries fall off the princess, and they go, what a great defensive maneuver, and she goes, oh no, it's a disease, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, what the That's fuck? That's adventure time. That's how they end the episode, it's like, let's all go to the hospital, because Jake had been poisoned, and made his liver 51 times bigger. 
Well, it's the same thing with the event at the end of the regular show when he gets into a staring contest with a giant eye, and they're like, wow, you really stuck it out. He's like, no, I actually can't blink anymore. Take me to the hospital. Oh. Yeah, it's just one of those, I want to be a fly on the wall in the writer's room. Uh, so I actually wanted to talk about Christmas slash what I got for Christmas. My mother very smartly got me a gift card for my tablet because she knows I like having e-books because I can carry around hundreds of books in one tiny-ish package. Also, even though I've smashed myself in the nose twice, I like reading my e-book in bed with the lights off. That means I don't have to get up to turn anything off. You know what I mean? Wait, so, that means you hold it above your head? No, I'll hold it like this, like on my chest. And so if I fall asleep, it'll fall forward and crack me across the nose. I don't do that anymore because, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, I'm a fucking idiot. Even when I read regular books in bed, I, like, curl to the side to read Well, I do that now. Thanks, Doug. But, like I said, she gave me this card, which is awesome, and I was waiting for the paperback copy of Gun Machine to come out. And that comes out, I think, on January 6th or 7th. I'm not 100% sure when. I want to say January 6th, but it might be the 7th, because I think the 6th is a Monday. Like I said, the paperback comes out, so I was waiting for that. However, I did buy the ebook version of Gun Machine because I didn't want to wait. I am actually planning on be buying at least one, if not two, paperback copies of that book just so I can lend them out to people. That is like the one downside of having ebooks as opposed to physical books is I can't lend them to people. Yeah, but then they don't get stolen. I cannot keep off. a copy of House of Leaves to save my fucking life. I would never steal that from you. I never lent it to you, but I've gone through like three copies of House of Leaves. And the There's... thing is, I kind of think that they're probably just getting, you know, burned or buried or, you know, discarded because people hate the book so much or can't get through it or mm -hmm. ruins their fucking life. But yeah, I cannot keep a copy of House of Leaves to save my life. I've stopped Did you ever listen buying... to the album? Yeah, of course. Like I said, I'm actually quite fond of quite a few songs on that album. It's not a bad album. It's like, one of those, Poe is one of those ones where like, I, I tell love, people I listen I to it and they're the like, song, I love the song Five and a Half Minute Hallway. Yes. And Haunted for that matter. Haunted is really it's good. Just, it's, it's basically at its bare bones about a relationship that kind of keeps having a circular effect on your life and your emotions. Um, does the, um, because when they released, they did a couple releases with a quick little vein, and they kept adding things. Like, they had um, his, like, weird, like, recipes, which if you've never read Warren Ellis writing no. recipes, it's... That sounds like something I would love! I'll, I'll see if I can bring it up. Um, like I said, no, all I have is the, the first issue hardback of Crooked Little Vein. It's somewhere on my shelf. No, they re-released it never... with, like, you know, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, extra thing that Warren did, and then... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to bring up, because him writing, like I said, him writing recipes is like, imagine Warren writing uh, a script like Shane Black. Like, he has these weird, uh, like, Shane Black-isms while he's writing it. And he's like, yes, you can throw the potatoes into the boiling water. No one will judge you if you make them scream before they go in. But, you like, you'll know. <laughs> like... He says the all whole sorts thing about of him shit. Making like, like kitten socks and crap like that. Well, it's just and there's random like, shit that flies out of his brain, and you're like, why he talks did that about just like happen? squeezing uh, roasted garlic cloves like zits, and he's like, delicious zits. Oh. Now you're not hungry. 
should probably not have put that in the middle of the recipe. He's right. It's so fucking funny. Squeezing roasted garlic cloves onto bread is awesome, but if you say it like zits, now I really don't fucking want it. Yeah. Wah. Aww. So what what Uh, what do you got next? I was going to say next, I think we're going to talk about Christmas, but I need something to wash the taste out of the zits out of my mouth. Thank you, Jameson. Aw, Christmas. So, Christmas. It's in general a very stressful time of year for me simply because of my profession. I don't know who thought it was a good Christmas idea. Christmas Hooker. I'm so writing that movie. Alright, Christmas Hooker? Yeah. Okay. Triple Xmas? <laughs> like I said, I don't know whose idea it was to have a staff holiday party, but it's a fucking terrible idea for pretty much everyone involved. Mostly for the staff that has to deal with it. I cannot tell you how many staff holidays parties I've had to cater for and cook for over the last month, but everybody there is always super bitchy and unhappy with going, what's going on, and then they all get super drunk and do things that they regret. What is the yeah, it's upside? A Christmas party. Yeah, what's the upside to a staff holiday party? Getting drunk and doing stuff you regret. That's the upside? I can do that. Yeah, were you ever in any of the Paris ones? No. no. I got invited to a few later on, but no. Because Faye Drunk is hilarious. Like I said, I have a pretty strict <laughs> policy of taking my coworkers in very specific doses, especially when all of us have been drinking. Like, I can't stay at my work and drink all night long anymore because I know I'll tell my boss a bunch of shit that I don't need to say. <laughs> Deb has grown older and wiser in her alcoholism. <laughs> You're making it work for you. Not against me. Right. Do you want to tell me anything about your Christmas? I know you spent it at the movie theater. We did. I hatched the. It became. uh, If you were following me, uh, if you were following us on. No, I I don't believe I tweeted it out. Shit. You didn't tweetle it out? I did not tweetle it out. Um, I did Facebook it out, but on my own personal Facebook. Uh, The hashtag Cinema Recluse uh, was the hashtag for that. That'd be nice, except you were, I'm sure, surrounded by people the entire time. God, yeah. Um, you told me it was. I, I will say, um, and I talk about it on a, a different show, but um, I didn't see as many movies as I wanted to, and that was just partially just me having a lazy holiday. I got to sleep in. It was really nice. Um, I've talked to I'm you about it. I'm disappointed in you because there was two I really wanted you to see that you didn't see. I really Wolf, wanted Wolf of Wall Street and, and American, American Hustle. Hustle. I'm desperate to see American Hustle, mostly because I want to see Bradley Cooper with god awful fucking pin curls. I want to I want to see Jennifer Lawrence smoke. Like I don't know why that seems like trashy and hot to me, but it is. Well, everything about her is pretty hot. She just looks really trashy in the whole. Like she's always like on well, the bed with no be. bra, but like not in a good way. And she's just like, now you, you know, you're fucking this kinda, up. Like I said, I think she's kind of supposed to be Jersey trash. She's that. yeah, she's just a brassy broad, and it's fucking awesome. If she wasn't hot enough already, let's put this in there. Although Amy Adams looks, Amy Adams looks pretty awesome. Uh, too. Speaking of not wearing a bra in a good way, yeah. Um, yes, please wear the weird bathing suit again. Um, that and I want to see uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Christian Bale with like the world's worst comb over. Um, Anytime they make him a little bit chubby with a comb over, all I can think is the Les Grossman from Tropic yep. Thunder with Tom Cruise. Big dick swinging. Swinging past your knees. He's a Phil hater. A monkey could do your job less. Seriously, a monkey. Um, it's one of the greatest cameos ever. But uh, I'm sorry, we're we're distracted again. Anyways, at the movie theater, you said you went. And well, saw I, I want to preface this because uh, we've talked about your gift to me, 
and I have kind of a, a not a regift, but a gift for you coming out of that that you bought me those art boards. Oh yeah, no, um, I was gonna say. And that. I that's part of the reason I didn't see at least one more movie on this was because I actually knocked out the pencils on your drawing. You don't want to see it. Thank you for that because you know, you know I want to show you because I'm like excited, but you want to see the finished product, and I can really appreciate that. Um, I'm gonna have to figure out what fucking frame I'm gonna have to change out to put that one up. But um, let's see. Will I take out a? <laughs> I was gonna say, will I take out the uh, framing of myself drawn by an ex-boyfriend that I still have feelings for, or the very artful photography photo of a friend of mine from years ago? Is that Roland as the crow? Is that... <laughs> no, that's just a random photo of him on some cross beams at a friend's house. Just like the silhouette. He's like goth sulking because that's how they do like they just crouch like gargoyles I'm actually pretty sure he was just up there smoking oh. I guess I forgot a friend of ours just took it because they liked the profile great now let's let's discuss my apartment some more since nobody can see what's going on um well most of your paintings look like uh, Vampire the Masquerade trading cards they're not paintings they're photographs duh um, actually, all, take away like I said, all four of these that you can see by the same artist, and I believe that the name he went by was Mouse Skull at the time. Like I said, I know, I know. Those were all gifts. girl. Yeah, pretty much. All those were <laughs> gifts, actually. I can honestly, no, I can honestly say I have yet to pay for any piece of art that I have up in my apartment. I lost all that art in the divorce. Um. Yes, Doug, you may have lost all that art in the divorce. But you're getting some hero quicks. But I gained my freedom! No, that's not true. Well, that is true, but it's well, horrible Well, you reclaimed at least one of your testicles. You'll probably get the other one later on in the mail. I only had one. What, like, like Ronald Reagan? Like that movie with Jerry O'Connell where the guy loses a nut. Like Napoleon? You know, oddly enough, I have now known two boys named Nick that only had one testicle, both for different reasons. Wait, the, I like that my brain translated that as they're named Nick for different reasons. No, no, as no. As opposed to only one of them was a being genetic, a unibol. Like I said, one of them was a, a genetic malfunction. <coughs> where one of his testicles never dropped, and so he had to have it taken care of surgically. You get what I'm going at. The other one, there was a fence incident. Let's move on. Chain link. Oh, uh, I actually did know another guy that had a defective testicle due to a trauma at some point. It was still there, it just didn't function. See, once again, I never put myself in positions where I could hurt my nuts. I can't remember the exact story on that one. I feel like there was some kind of weird something thrown at him that caught him in a weird way. That's how they all start. Um, so, back to you with so the movie theater recluse, on Christmas. Hashtag one ball. Um, so, I saw... Um, and my mom joined me for um, one of them, which was really nice. Um... She was, uh, I went to go see Anchorman 2, because she hates Will Ferrell, so I was like, well, I'll go see that one alone. And I really wanted I to see it. still haven't actually seen Anchorman, despite my you love You need of, to see the unrated version. Like I said, despite my love for Christina Applegate, I've never seen Anchorman. You'd really like the first one. If you, especially if you see it unrated, which brings me to my point. Well, I love David Kettner, so... Oh, he's really good. Yeah, like um, I said. Steve Carell's really funny, too. I mean, the whole, I mean, everyone's a sex panther. Like, that bit's a real panther. Um, it seemed a little recycled, and I was a little irritated that it was PG-13. Um, you wanted it to be R. I wanted it to be R. 
Um, so, you know what? Maybe you could just wait for the unrated. Divot. That's what I've I've been telling people. Where I'm like, it's good, but I'm waiting for the unrated. Um, it did seem a little recycled. Instead of the um, like cabinet of musk, it was the cabinet of condoms. Um, you know, everybody bur- has a gun cabinet. Unless you're gay, gay. Then, then you have, have a gun, gun armoire. armoire. Oh, condom armoire. Oh, that's a good band name. Um, so if we ever start a gay punk band, <laughs> can we call it? Can we call it condom armoire? I think we will start a gay punk band just to call it that. Um, so, now I'm thinking what the genre name for gay punk would be. Gank? Yeah, you say gank and I think you're stealing something. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Uh, you saw with your mother. With my mother? Yeah. La Madre? Yeah. Um, I saw Saving Mr. Banks. I actually would love to go see this for a few reasons. Hope you're ready to cry. I'm fine with crying. I felt bad for the girl sitting next to me. Because I was... And I wasn't, like, uncontrollable, like, Matthew Lillard weeping. Like, how he, like, grossly cries in every movie he's in. Um, but I got a little misty. Like, I felt, like... And, the you know, I think the girl I, that I was sitting next to, we were very aware of each other because... Um, I was sitting on the... My mom and I... The, the whole place was packed. My mom and I didn't even sit next to each other. Which was um, really good. Yeah, which was... Whatever. But I was sitting on, like, an aisle seat, and this woman was... Uh, the, the girl was sitting uh, one in, and um, she was like, oh, I'm not using my cup holder. You can use it, but if I, like, you know, bend it accidentally, just, like, swap me away. The old 23 skidoo, if you will. Um, I five for the reference. All right. Good old Jonah Bring Ray it right back. Yeah. That was a good Jonah Ray. Um, and... Uh, so we were just kind of, like, aware of each other because we kind of had, like, banter. Um, and I kind of looked over at her near the end where there's a really emotional moment. And she was like, eh, and I was like, oh, please, God, like, don't let her look at me. Like, well, I'm wiping away, like, tears, tears every so often. Well, I, I kind of had wondered, because I knew a little bit about the history of the relationship between the two of them. How idealized... Trevor's and Disney? Like I said, how idealized it was because she was extremely not happy, extremely not uh, happy. Oh, there's a point I'm going to make out. on that in a second. I'm, I'm listening. Like uh, to the point, didn't she make some kind of reference in her will about that never, nothing ever be? Yeah, yeah, that never Poppins never be brought to the screen Correct. ever again. Um, and you see that in the movie. I mean, they kind of you know made it funny. Um, I'm sure in reality it was very tense. Um, but so, like I said, she was. But her, she was very displeased. But Emma Thompson playing off of um, Tom Hanks. No, uh, uh, Jason Schwartzman and B. J. Novak. Was, I am desperate to see that, just because the three of them together sounds like fucking gold to me. There's a moment where they're going through all the because she had like final script approval, and there's that scene with the dancing penguins, and she goes, "Oh wow, like you're like well, like you're Disney, like you're gonna train penguins to dance," and they're like, because her whole thing like the one thing was like no animation she didn't want it to be well, animated that didn't work out no. um and they had a very hard time explaining like no it's it's real and it's animated and whatever i mean spo- obviously spoiler the alert blended. to the movie they make mary poppins like i said it's the two blended together which is one of the first times that they ever mm-hmm. actually attempted that and, and if tom hanks as disney says like it's going to be groundbreaking and it was you know what the thing is that i remember most about that movie is them on the in Mary Poppins? Yeah, yeah, the mer- them on the merry-go-round horses getting involved in the horse race. 
Oh my god, there's a really great carousel scene in in the in the in the actual movie. Fantastic. It's, it makes you want to like Google P.L. Travers because like I had no idea about her like life. No, no, she's she's a fantastically interesting figure. The thing is though, I did not realize how much she hated Dick Van Dyke in that role. She said, and she like, that's in the movie where it. she goes, "This Dick Van Dyke guy, like he's not like he's not a thing." He'll never be a thing. Do we not? And apparently, I was reading about because I immediately Googled everything after watching this movie. Like I said, I mean, I knew a little bit of the history, and I'm like, are they gonna actually be able to betray betray some of the malice between the two of them, especially after the fact? Because it, it it seems a little bit more endearing and like congenial. It, it, it was animosity. It, it it they made it funny, you know, it but it wasn't really like that. And. Cool. This really happened where, and it, they have it in the movie where she insists that a lot of their meetings are recorded um, for legal purposes. And at the end of the movie, they play the actual, some of the actual tapes. And you're just like, what a cunt. Like, knowing. I wouldn't say that. She was just very protective of her well, and, and they Well, and they talk about. And, just because we hold this in such a high regard because of our childhood memories doesn't mean that that was but her they, artistic there's, there's very much, and they do play on this, the, the parallel that um, Disney's talking about. Because uh, everyone else, like the, the scriptwriter and um, played by, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Bradley Whitford? He was huh? from the West Wing. And, uh, Rob Lowe. He was the bad guy in um, uh, Billy Madison. What? He was the bad guy in Billy Madison. Billy Madison, O'Doyle. Okay. No, that's yeah, O'Doyle rules. No, he was, but he, you know who I'm talking about, like yes, the I sleazy do. Weasley. Oh, but he was on the West Wing. I think it's, I think it's Bradley uh, Whitford. Is, I, I want to say you that. Didn't even laugh when I said Pablo. No, but that's because I was thinking of Franklin Bash when you said that. Um, Rob Lowe is a reoccurring bad guy in Franklin Not Bash. to go off on a weird tangent, but I've been listening to his audiobook, Stories I Only Tell My Friends, and it's pretty awesome. Is that Rob Lowe? Yeah. It starts out with a, a kind of a cross-section about how his life ends up overlapping with JFK Jr.'s a few times, and it's actually very poignant and very, very sweet. And Yeah, no, it's it's hmm. really good. And he reads his own audiobook, and he talks nice. a little bit about growing up without a dad. It's, it's really good. I actually would have gotten to the audiobook you recommended to me. Free? But, yeah. But because Chris of Anderson's the... Chris Anderson's free. Everybody should listen to it. But because of the um, Christmas break from iTunes, all the podcasts I listened to just plopped all at once. And I'm like, ooh, new Nerdist. Ooh, new Douglas movies. Ooh, new Nerd Poker. Like, it was like, I'm never going to get to this. I, I say this facetiously. I will get to that book. I was going to get to it today, and then everything fell. And it was like, well, I got to listen to the, the new you know, Douglas movies, at least. But yeah, um, like I said, Rob Lowe's audiobook... Um, Stories I Only Tell My Friends is actually very good, so if you have a chance... I'll check it out. I've got the Audible app, so... It, audiobooks are very expensive, and I understand I why. I completely understand why they're so expensive, but they are very expensive, which is why I've listened to Tina Fey's book so many times. Uh, uh, bossy Pants. Ba- bossy Pants, because she has the man hands in it. It's really, it's a really, good, uh, really great cover. Like I said, it's also a very great book, but that was but one t- of the audiobooks that I bought, and since audiobooks are so expensive... You just listen to it over and over again. I think the next one I'll probably buy is Kevin Smith's book, which is not coming to Tough me. Shit? Yeah. The new one? Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm think I'm gonna buy Tough Shit as an audiobook. Let me know how that is. Well, it just, it seems like something that has, like, listenability a few times over. He talks about his dad's balls, like, in the first, like, three chapters. He said that. He's like, Uncomfortable. just know that, like, yeah, just know that you're walking into that. Um, but speaking of poignant parallels, 
in Saving Mr. Banks, they have the, they kind of touch on it, the parallel that she holds very closely to Mary Poppins the same way that Disney kind of held on to Mickey Mouse. Like, he's like, no, I understand. Because everyone's like, why is she being such a bitch? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, like, it's, Mickey Mouse is family. It's, it's, it's my son. It's, it's my child. Like, it's, it's her creation. It's her artistic vision. Well, and you find out, God, when you start getting into the, they keep flashing back to, to Travers' life in Australia, which I had no idea. I always thought she was British, but, um, and Colin Farrell's really good in it. He plays her dad, and it's tragic, um, watching his whole downward spiral, but, um, but yeah, it, 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 like when you find out like kind of what informed her writing Mary Poppins and her relationship with her father, it's just like, it just tears your heart out. And then, like I said, at the end when she's at the premiere, that's a very huge emotional moment, and that's where I started crying. Um, and I, I, I will fully admit that one. Um, though I do want to go back to Anchorman two real quick. Uh, my favorite line was when. Uh, two favorite things. One, um, when Will Ferrell threatens Greg Kinnear, yeah, he's in it, um, that he's, quote, this close to shooting him in the dick with a flare gun. <laughs> that does sound pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> um, they have another, oh, you haven't seen the original, but for those of the rest of the world, um, they have, uh, in the first one, they have, like, a, a news team, like, fight-off, and they keep coming in with, like, different, like, news teams, and you have a bunch of cameos, like, uh, in the first one, it's Ben Stiller and um, Tim Robbins. Um, in this one, the cameos alone were worth it. Sasha Baron Cohen is the BBC correspondent. Yeah, I do not like him at all. Like, the only thing I ever even vaguely liked him in was Ali G. Really? He was great in Sweeney Todd. He was the only good thing in Sweeney Todd. I couldn't stop staring at his moose knuckles. It was like watching The Labyrinth, except with a less attractive man. Um. Yeah, you don't have a good follow-up. No, I don't. I really don't. I'm like, no, Sweeney Todd and uh, nothing. Okay, great. Um, No, I I really, really hated him in Bruno. I fucking I never saw Bruni. Loathed him in Borat. I like Borat. There is only one good part of Borat, and that is any time anybody makes the joke and says, my Wi-Fi. That's me. But That's the only No, joke. the part where he thinks they, uh, no. the, the no. Jews shapeshifted into cockroaches is hilarious. No. And when they go to the uh, the garage sale and they think they're gypsies, he's like, cry in this bottle, I need your tears. Okay, anyway. Um, no, no, I don't think My he's... point is that they have cameos from Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, John C. Reilly, Joe What a Shock. I love John C. Um, Kanye West, who's actually really funny in it. Um, Still a douche. Uh, Still a delusional. Harrison Ford. Egomaniacal douche. I, I will spoil this. I will spoil this. Oh no. Anchorman 2 spoiler. Harrison Ford turns into a werewolf. <laughs> that happens. It's As awesome. If I needed another reason not to see the movie. It's, that's a reason to watch it. No. Han Solo turns into a werewolf. No. Yep. Yep. He plays Mac Tannen. That's a man's name. So, moving on. Saving Mr. Banks, highly recommended. Well over uh, Anchorman 2. Um, Yeah, you didn't see Wolf of Wall Street or American Hustle. I had to get home to watch Time of the Doctor. Because the internet doesn't exist. 
I wanted to watch it like, I, and I wanted to see the fel- uh, the Matt Smith farewell. I really did want to see that. So we are going to run over on this. It's yep. just going to happen. I would like to talk about something that you and I have found has endless rewatchability. Sweeney Todd. Oh. <laughs> funny. Community. That's a really mean funny. Huh. You were just like funny. Sweeney Todd, dude. I know. I mean, I already have a pretty deep-seated hate of Tim Burton films. You know what the good part of Tim Burton films is? Danny Elfman. Fuck the rest of you. Danny fucking Elfman! Pretty anyway. much, yeah. Danny fucking Elfman. Uh, it's a whole... Anywho. Yeah. Community. Like, literally almost endless rewatchability. Um, I cannot count how many times I've watched some of those episodes, and they still make me fucking giggle. Changnesia. Hello. My name is Kevin. Kevin I have Changnesia. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Abed does a uh, documentary about it that ends up swaying Jeff. I mean, just the whole the whole blanket fort, pillow fort, fucking. Civil, oh, the the Ken war. Ken is it Ken, Ken Burns? Burns? Yeah, Ken Burns documentary. Um. No face. No. Was it no head? No genitals. Uh, no head. No genitals. Once you're down, you're safe from. And what is it? Uh, Andy writes, uh, Andy does like uh, the text messages to Jeff, and they start using emojis. Yeah. How do you get those symbols on your phone? That's really cool. It's like There's... I got that app, birthday cake unicorn, blah blah, you yeah, know, exactly, corn cob yeah. or whatever it was. But like I said, endless, endless rewatchability, even from the beginning where they haven't quite found their footing yet. Still hilarious. I actually rewatched the fourth oh, season. Oh, you sneeze like a girl. How about I pound you like a boy? That didn't exactly. come out right. right. Oh no, it's the bottle episode where. Um, it's the puppy parade, and he just goes... Oh, the bottle episode where Annie's pens keep getting stolen. Yeah, which is later by revealed, Annie's boobs. Like I said, later revealed that Annie's boobs, the monkey is stealing them. But it's the bottle episode, and then you eventually see the puppy parade at the end in the credits. Yeah. They're cold, so they're asking everyone to hold a puppy to keep them warm. No, it's when they go, we have a puppy parade, and Paul Glover goes, I want to lick them. Like, what? But like I said, I rewatched a bunch of those, too, at work recently. It's like The League. I can rewatch that oh, over God, and yeah. over again, and it still makes me laugh every time. But I watched uh, some of the fourth season was it. The fourth season was very uneven, but it had some fucking gems. It the the return of the um, darkest timeline. Um, You're the only therapist I trust. You have as little control over my mind as I do. Yep, uh, but the one where. Uh, it's not the puppet episode, but that's a really good one, too. Eh. Um, the Hunger sweet. Deans. You know, it's bad news because he stresses himself. For now. Um, the Hunger Deans. Yes, when they have to try and get into a history course. The history of ice cream. It's That's what they're trying to get into. The the subsequent history course that they took by Malcolm McDowell mm-hmm. leads to the best Christmas episode ever. Where they think that they tied Malcolm McDowell up, but Kevin, i.e. Chang, doesn't really know how to tie knots. Um, oh yeah, the, that's the Hans Gruber Die Hard episode. When they break the vase. Um, there was some you other... were drunk. You came right at me. <laughs> you have a history for going for young co-eds. Um, there's a, another really... There were a couple standout episodes on the, on the fourth season. I'm there's not... also the standout episode on the fourth season where Annie adds an extra box to the Dreamatorium about other people's feelings. And completely fucks Abed's shit up. Yes. He makes him too empathetic. Exactly. 
No, that there was, was one with. Oh no, the the episode I was thinking of was the uh, the Unbreakable episode, with the they're all connected from the yogurt. Yes. And it when starts, he does, he does. Basically, their origin story is what he calls it. But I was, it's, I was it's very unbreakable. Serial, I was going to say the serial killer whiteboard for their interactions. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yep. Yep. Or a future hero, but yep. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing we want to talk about is somebody made me listen to a song from a community actor slash writer's album last week. Did I? You did. Which one did I play for you? I do not remember. But I got Donald Glover's new album, Because the Internet. Childish Bambinos, yes. Childish Bambino, he got his name off of a Wu-Tang Clan name generator, which says it all. Um, Not as nerdcore as I thought it was going to be. It's actually a Yeah, it's a surprisingly good rap album. Like... That's a very odd thing to say when one is talking about... Donald Glover. I was going to say, any album that an actor puts out. Because, I mean, you almost expect it to be novelty, but it's not. No, no, it's straight up, I mean, it's, he's got love for the game. Now, on a side note. Don't hate the player, Doug. Hate the game. Players, haters be hating. Um, But, uh, funny aside, while talking to someone about that album, they had a crossed wire in their brain and thought I was talking about Danny Glover. Awesome. Yeah, that, I, I was like, love that gag on Community when he convinces Abed that he's Danny Glover's son. Uh, no, he's Obama's. No, no, he's cousin. No, that's one where Abed makes him try to make him think he's an alien, right? Yeah, he doesn't get. It's very early on. I think that's first season. He doesn't understand the messing with him thing. God, watching their relationship grow is just the Freaky Friday episode. Okay, here's the thing, though. If you Which remember was really correctly, sad. Incredibly sad. The first time I ever tried to get you to watch Community, I texted you, quote, we really need an Abed. And you texted me back, what, we need a bed? Are you trying to come on to me? No, those aren't your exact words, but that was the feeling of the text No, message. your original text was that I want to eat space paninis with Black Hitler. That happened later on, actually. But I think that was That one was the your... one that caught your notice. Yeah. Before I realized that Abed was one of the voices in my head. Like I said, no. Like I said, the first time I ever tried to recommend this to you, like I said, I texted you that we needed an Abed character in our relationship just because we needed somebody that was more awkward than either of us put together. That's very tricky. We haven't found that yet. No. No. And eventually you did come around and end up loving the series. Oh, yeah. But it did take some poking and prodding. It's one of those, like... Shows like Community, Archer, Veronica Mars, even Doctor Who, I mean... But it's one of those things where Community was kind of a jumping off point for us, where I kept recommending it to you, and then you finally watched it, and I'm like, yes, now he will listen. Now so he's Doug, one of us. Veronica Mars. Like, that was almost directly what happened. Yeah, it was one of those where I'm like, I can't argue with anything you throw at me, therefore I will watch it. So, internet told me I was wrong. The internet told us we were wrong. And we were going long today. That's, we're we're in the same vein of, of last week as well. Um, so we'll bust through this really quick. Yeah, hurry. Uh, in uh, the Green Mile, it was the Delacroix execution that we were... Fine. Um, I misspoke on the diehards in order of awesome to worst. Uh, and... I don't remember my original um, numbering, but it should have gone Die Hard 1, then 3, 4, 2, and 5. Um, and the only reason 2 is that high on the list is because 5 was god-awful. 
Um, so bad. They just replaced like the whole like come out to the coast. We'll have a couple laughs. They just replaced that, which I totally said that out loud while watching it with my mom. Um, Actually, pretty hilarious. You know, it's like now I know what a TV dinner feels like. Fuck you, eighties. That was awesome. Um, That. uh, Fuck you, 80s. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. Um, I came from the 80s. We both did, I guess. Um, I can't help that you're old. In Rushmore, they... I was arguing with you about this. They do repeat the word OR. It is... Their this is O-R- an OR suit. O-R they. No, sorry. These are OR scrubs. O-R they. I thought it was like something like their hospital scrubs. No, it's these are OR scrubs. O-R they. Uh, we were talking... Uh, for whatever reason, about um, David Anders, who I had the actor name, but I couldn't remember that he played um, Adam Monroe slash Dekazo Kensei, who is the childhood uh, hero of uh, Hiro Nakamura. Um, And then we kept saying, what's her name? (laughs) While we were talking about Buffy, it's Amber Benson that plays Tara. Thank you, Amber Benson, for playing Tara and breaking our fucking hearts. Well, that's... That's not her fault. No. That's Joss Whedon. That's very That's Joss, you, Whedon. Joss Whedon. That's on you, Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Um, social contracts? Do we even have no, one? We didn't even talk about Do we have the time mistakes? for it? We totally do. However, we didn't talk about mistakes I made this week. And I think you actually have a, a couple, don't you? I need a goddamn babysitter is what I goddamn need. So, mistakes I made this week... Um. I can't take a picture of it now because it's completely wrecked. And, Doug, if you don't order me the one that you promised to order me, there will be a stabbing. I got <laughs> four scarves this Christmas season. Which brings me up to a total of, like... scarf miss. 17 scarves. Like, I have a crazy amount of scarves. To the point where I said, do you not want me to get you the Oh, Christmas? no, no. You're getting me the Christmas Tom Baker 12-foot scarf. Yeah, I That's know. happening. I'm ordering it today, actually. I was going to say, the thing is that, as Doug can see... There is a nest of scars over there that one of my cats has knocked off the wall and started turning into his own little cat bed. Yep. It's, it's literally a scarf nest. Scarf nest. But yes. Mistakes I made this week. Apparently everybody knows that I am cold all the time, but I'm also incredibly vain. Did you get your gloves? Hmm? Did you get I your did gloves? get my gloves. Yeah. It hasn't been cold enough for me to use them yet, but... I see my gloves as they always come in pairs. That's the bad thing about gloves. Oh, no, that's the thing about gloves. The thing about gloves is they always come in pairs. Mm. Like I said, no, um, actually my sister very, very nicely listened to what I said and totally got me, like, the full pants and shirt, um, thermal underwear and a pair of gloves. And, um, like I said, very nicely got me a pair of thermal socks. It says, kick the day's sunshiny ass. Nice. Run, Sasha, run. Sorry, there's a cat's scampering. Doug, would you like to talk about any mistakes you made this week? My I need a goddamn babysitter. That's all I'm going to say on that one. How's your hand? Hand's fine. Knee's a little stiff. A little tender? A little tender. Social contract, Doug asshole. Doug needs to stop falling down is what needs to happen. Mm. It's becoming a bi-weekly fucking... Meh. And I broke a cigarette when I fell, so... There was a casualty. Social contract asshole. This is actually going to be kind of a general one. Please stop involving the people around you in your own personal drama. That's fitting after the holidays. I know you got shit going on and things going down and things that you saw happened and things that are happening in your life, but 
So does everybody else. I don't feel the need 23 to... Skidoo. Would you please stop yelling 23 Skidoo at Trogdor? I did it once and I didn't yell. Because I please stop... I realize the inner workings of my own head and my own psyche are very complex, but I mean... I try to keep my own fucking horrible shit inside me and opposed to spewing it around on everyone else. Yep. I've had far too many people lately that have been kind of dragging me into their own shit. Driving me fucking nuts. I realize that you're going through some shit, but you know what? I am too, and I don't really want to deal with your shit on top of my shit. I'm assuming this is different than just venting. No, 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 no. This is not a venting thing. Like they're trying to pull you in to be an active participant in the drama. I need to talk to you and tell you about all this stuff. Oh, I saw some things and some stuff, and we need to talk about it. Oh, you can't believe the things I've seen and done. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> is it having a lasting, lasting emotional impact on your life? Make an indie movie. It's, it's just one of those, like, the... I don't want to gossip you about random bullshit about people that I used to know. I don't care about your feelings about your ex-boyfriend. And whatever hooker with fake tits he's seeing now. Actual hooker? Christmas hooker? God, I wish. But, Doug, you actually have a, a follow-up for that one about kind of being a little bit more self-contained? No, actually, I'm quite the opposite. Um, thanks to the therapy, I have a better emotional vocabulary and I'm able to explain myself without creating drama. Yes, but you're explaining yourself to me without trying to draw me into your irritation and your action. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, and you'll hear this on next week's Damned, um, that, you know, I had the crisis of conscience and, um, or conscience, rather, and, uh, <clears throat> but I was able to explain it to you and go, like, this is kind of where I'm coming from, and I don't need to create that, you know, emotionally arrested development, you know, drama and go, oh my god, like, I'm fucking sick of this shit and this person, and this is where, you know, like, I didn't do that. What is... So... It's, it's so bad for me when I can I'm, see I'm glad people. I can't necessarily empathize, is what I'm saying. On it's that great one. that you can't empathize, but it's one of those things where I have people in my life that are experiencing a great amount of emotional growth, but they still have just these little quirks that are driving me out of my fucking mind. Where they're like, blah, 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 and I want to be like, I don't fucking care, and this doesn't fucking affect me, and it shouldn't fucking affect you, so why the fuck are you calling me? Mine is I work with, I'm literally almost 10 years older than all of my coworkers, so all the crap that they're freaking out about, I'm like, you None know what? I was like, this doesn't fucking matter. Like, you all need to calm the fuck down. You know, like... And the thing is, like, you can't argue with time. And I mean that both in that they don't have the experiences I have, so they can't calm down. And it's unfair of me to, like, project my age onto that. But at the same time, like... I don't remember... I Well, I vaguely remember. I was drinking a lot at the time. Um, in my early 20s, but... You know, that it's like, no, I probably did flip out all the time about stuff because I didn't have any perspective. And that's what they're doing, and that's fine. That's what they do. That's what we all did. So, um, and now I'm going to start a little bit of drama right at the end. What the fuck are you actually reading? I've been staring at it all for. Oh, are you looking at my romance novels? Scandal in Spring. Doug, you know I read romance novels to put me sleep at night because I need something, just enough plot that it's not stupid but not so interesting it keeps me awake. Is there a talk of bosomy, or pillowy bosoms? Oh, it's bosoms? totally a bodice ripper. Bodice ripper! It's totally a bodice ripper. Mm. And on that note, I think we're going to sign out. Bodice ripper! Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. 
Okay, Simon. Do you mind answering a few questions for us? So tell me your feelings about the new Star Wars. So they were super racist. It wasn't just my imagination. Yeah, you're right. He did play it way too easily. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!